Charity from The Shadow on the Dial and Other Essays by Ambrose Bierce. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dale Grothman. Charity by Ambrose Bierce. The promoter of organized charity protests against the wasteful and mischievous method of undirected relief. He means, naturally, relief that is not directed by somebody else than the person giving it, undirected by him and his kind, professional almoners, philanthropists who deem it more blessed to allot than to bestow. Indubitably, much is wasted and some mischief done by indiscriminate giving and individual givers are addicted to the faulty practice. But there is something to be said for undirected relief, quite the same. It blesses not only him who receives, when he is worthy, and when he is not, upon his own head be it, but him who gives. To those uncalculating persons who, despite the protest of the organized charitable, concede a certain moral value to the spontaneous impulse of the heart, and read in the word relief a double meaning, the office of the mere distributor is imperfectly sacred. He is even without spiritual authority, and lives in the perpetual challenge of a moral quo warranto. Nevertheless, he is not without his uses. He is a tapper of tills that do not open automatically. He is an ominer to the uncompassionate, who but for him would give no alms. He negotiates unnatural, but not censurable relations between selfishness and ingratitude. The good that he does is purely material. He makes two leaves of fat to grow where none grew before, lessens the sum of gastric pangs and dorsal chills. All of this is something, certainly, but it generates no warmth and elevated sentiments and does nothing to mitigate the poor's animosity to the rich. Organized charity is a sapid and savorless thing, its place among the moral agencies is no higher than that of root beer. Christ did not say, Sell whatever thou hast, and give to the church to give to the poor. He did not mention the associated charities of the period. I do not find the words, The little sisters of the poor, ye have always with you, nor, Inasmuch as ye have done it to the least of these Dorcas societies, ye have done it unto me. Nowhere do I find myself commanded to enable others to comfort the afflicted and visit the sick and those in prison. Nowhere is recorded God's blessing upon him who makes himself a part of a charity machine. No, not even if he be the guiding lever of the whole mechanism. Organized charity is a delusion and a snare. It enables Money Glut to think himself a good man for paying annual dues and buying transferable meal tickets. Money Glut is not thereby a good man. On the last great day, when he cowers in the ineffable presence, and is asked for an account, it will not help him to say, Hearing that A was in want, I gave money for his need to B. Nor will it help B to say, When A was in distress, I asked C to relieve him, and myself allotted the relief according to the resolution of D, E, and F. There are blessings and benefactions that one would willingly forego among them the poor quack remedies of poverty amuse a real specific would kindle a noble enthusiasm yet the world would lose much by it 
human nature would suffer a change for the worse happily and unhappily poverty is not abolishable the poor ye will always have with you is a sentence that can never become unintelligible effect of a thousand causes poverty is invincible eternal and since we must have it let us thank god for it and avail ourselves of all of its advantages to mind and character he who is not good to the deserving poor who knows not those of his immediate environment who goes not among them making inquiry of their personal needs who does not wish with all his heart and both his hands to relieve them is a fool the end of charity by ambrose bierce